still banging going on and I can't see who's doing it, which is a bit annoying. Um, it's a bit of a miserable grey day, but we have a little ray of orange sunshine uh, walking around the flat. So I'm afraid if you're not into cat talk, uh, switch off now uh, because there's going to be a lot of cat talk. Welcome to uh, the new home of Rufus and Mr. Bert Pods, episode 178. Yes, well, it's another grey day. Uh, I don't mind a grey winter's day as long as we have some sunny. That's very nice. What's that? Oh, that's a Made X logistics van going past. Very big and far too big for our road. Uh, we've had some exciting news. Uh, we've had some potholes filled around the corner. Uh, I actually hit one in the car the other day and it banged so loudly I thought I'd punctured the tyre. Um, but the council have marvellously been along and uh, just put a bit of rubble in and fill them. And of course that, that will last for the next 200 years, of course. Um, they are unbelievable. And I didn't realise actually that if you're a cyclist and they're full of water, you can end up just, um, you know, practically killing yourself by cycling into one uh, without realising it's there. I mean, we're talking really deep ones around here, but anyway, let's not go into potholes because otherwise we'll have 20 minutes on potholes. Um, so I was up this morning. It's been a very exciting week, as a lot of you know. Uh, I was up this morning. I did yoga. Uh, I was a bit indifferent to this morning's yoga, which is not, which is quite unusual. What did you call it? Create or something. Um, there's been some horrible ones. Uh, rinse was dreadful. Uh, play. Anything. Oh, curiosity. That was it. Anything. If ever a yoga teacher talks about curiosity or playfulness, uh, you can guarantee it's going to be an absolute nightmare. Because they think putting yourself into uh, horrendous positions where you think you're going to die, they think that's playful and curious and they always find it hilariously funny. Uh, it's the one thing I just don't understand. There was a bit of a breakthrough though. I actually did manage to get into tree with my right... What was I? Standing on my right foot with my left foot up in my inner thigh, which was very exciting because I've never, ever been able to manage that before. And my very first uh, yoga teacher went back to her home country of Sweden and said uh, one of the main memories she would take back with her is my tree uh, as I stood at the back of the class collapsing all over the place. Uh, so that was nice. Um, she did say it uh, good-humouredly, but I was very happy with that, actually. It was a very big turning point. Well, I wouldn't say it was a turning point, but it was a point. Um, oh, I've got to say hello to some new people. Well, at least one. Uh, well, um, I need to speak to the person who destroys lights in uh, theatres. Uh, I don't know how that one's going, but uh, I've got a new person listening. Very stylish new person, actually. Um, very good at buying second-hand clothes and looking fantastic. Uh, although it does spend a lot of time in Falmouth ignoring my uh, texts. So that's swings and roundabouts really, isn't it? So, um, yeah, so uh, I keep saying so uh, and then grinding to a halt. So I went off for a run, which was awful because it's really windy today. And I just seemed to spend 20 minutes running, well, half an hour, running into very strong gale force winds. Uh, and I struggled, uh, but I got through it stoically. 
and um, that's my morning. So the big news is we've got a new cat. Uh, the new cat called Rufus is a ginger tom and he was brought over, well we collected him but came back with his uh, rescue owners here on, it feels like he's been here forever actually, he's only been here since Friday, was it Friday we got him? I think it was Friday. Um, he is, I'm not sure how old he is, he's something between six and nine. Um, I think he's spent about five or six years on the streets. Um, he's been in rescue for probably about 18 months. There's lots of people walking past. Oh no, the school children. And um, he basically is has one problem, uh, surprisingly considering he's a stray street cat, and that's food anxiety, which basically means, and I'm not exaggerating in any way whatsoever, he wants feeding 24-7. So um, feeding him, well, it was a bit calmer this morning, feeding him is quite a frightening experience. Uh, you can't put the food bowl down on the floor and then put the food in it. Uh, you have to put the food bowl on a side, fill it, and then put the food bowl down because you practically get your hand taken off. Uh, it was a real shock the first time I fed him. I mean, he literally just went into the bowl like grease lightning and nearly took my hand off. Um, he also twirls. So as you're walking from the kitchen uh, into the front room or wherever he's being fed, uh, he twirls around in front of you like a sort of whirling dervish, uh, which makes walking forwards quite difficult. Uh, so then he spends the rest of it. He's really, really well behaved. Uh, the rest of the time, he's got no interest in anything other than getting food. So he's not very cat-like. So there's no wanting to sleep on beds or wanting to make himself comfortable. No interest in getting through closed doors. No interest in going in any room which doesn't involve food. So the only room he's interested in is the kitchen where the food is, the bathroom where his food is during the day and the front room where his food is during the night. No interest in the bedroom or any other rooms. Um, he's been downstairs uh, he's never had stairs before, so they're a bit of a novelty for him. Uh, he does go down to the front door occasionally, but he doesn't particularly want to go out, or he's not going out anyway. Oh, it's more school children. And uh, oh, white van coming around the corner, that's always exciting. Never seen one of those before. And, um, oh, parking. And, um, yeah, so when you're, I, 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 what I'm trying to do, well, what I have to do is just feed him at exactly the same time every day and he'll get used to the fact he's not going to go hungry because uh, it's all psychological. Um, he spends the rest of his time just sitting in front of you, looking at you, uh, and we have to eat in the front room on the sofa because we don't have a dining table because there's a room in the flat. And um, so basically you've just got a face looking at you through your whole meal. Um, but he does, uh, he has started jumping up on things. Uh, so at first there was a couple of thumps we heard as we went near the kitchen. So obviously he's been on the side in the kitchen. Um, he's once jumped up when one of us was in the kitchen. So if there's food involved, he will jump up. This morning I was taking his food into the bathroom uh, and he jumped up onto the side. He's just so fast. I've just 
he's just fast. <laughs> he was suddenly on the side of the bath, uh, walking on the bath mat, which of course slipped all over the place, and then he slipped with it, but he managed to hang on. Um, so his food goes down near a stool in the kitchen. Uh, so he's on the stool, uh, he was on a coffee table in the front room when I was putting the food in here. He just appears uh, suddenly on a different level. It's quite frightening. Um, he also just appears as well. He's one of those sort of shadow cats that just suddenly appear from nowhere. Um, if he's not waiting for food in front of you, he's sitting on, there's a mat at the top of the stairs, which always makes me laugh because it's got a picture of a cat on it with the words leave uh, underneath it, uh, which I got uh, because of our last but one cat uh, who basically just didn't want us here. So he sits on that at the top of the stairs, looks down to the front door, but then I think he can look left and right. So he can look towards the front room where we are, or he can look towards the kitchen and the bathroom. So all uh, routes are covered. Uh, should anyone move anywhere towards uh, a room that's got food in it. Um, he meows quite a lot. He's got quite, he's quite vocal. And he's got quite a range. Um, he's the sweetest little thing. Well, he's not even little, actually. I keep thinking he's a big cat, but he's not. Apparently he's a medium-sized cat because we've had uh, tiny manipulative female monsters. Um, Rufus is male. Uh, ginger. I've never had a ginger male before. I never had a male before and uh, not manipulative, just feed me. I'm going to sit here and I'm going to wait till you feed me. So he's just really, really patient, but he does give up at a certain point. Uh, so there's lots of no's, no, no, uh, lots of showing of empty hands. And then he's strokeable. If you stroke him too much or you get him at the wrong moment, he will turn uh, and he'll child screaming. Oh, I hate that noise. I presume it's playing, but it just sounds like distress. Um, another white band's moved off. Uh, so he'll scratch and bite, but this morning he actually, um, he doesn't hold on. He uh, did it with his claws in, so that was good. So he just gets fussed every time we walk past him. He can be stroked. Uh, he could be lifted but he's not, I don't think he's ready to pick up. I'm not going to try and pick him up. I think we'll set ourselves back if we do that. And he's got no interest in laps or sofas or um, beds because obviously they don't have food on them. Uh, I've put him in the front room at night and closed the door. He has a bed. Uh, he's got his rug from the rescue and um, he's got no interest in playing because that doesn't involve food. And... Um, Although he does have a treat ball, which is still at the rescue. I've got to go and get that because they forgot to bring it, uh, which apparently is a rubber ball that has access to treats in it, but they've got to sort of make an effort to get the treats out. That's going to be fun. And um, yeah, so that's him. So yes, he's um, he's very, very sweet. And we've both cheered up so much. <laughs> he's just like a little, um, a little orange ray of sunshine in the flat. Um, there's nothing annoying about it. Even all the, the incessant wanting food isn't annoying. Um, he's because he's just really, really well behaved. So I'm trying to keep the behaviour as it is and not and not let him get naughty. Because I think if he works out naughtiness, um, then we're in trouble. Uh, so it's just boundaries, 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 which are quite difficult with cats. And I think we'll be all right um, as the. Uh, person at the rescue centre said he's uh, bright 
he's clever and he's good natured so it's a really nice mixture so uh, that's Rufus uh, there'll be a lot of Rufus talk obviously over the coming weeks so I'm sorry to bore non-interested uh, people but um, it's a big thing getting another cat actually I forgot how big a thing it was until we we got him um, it's nice not having a cat because you're just more independent but um, the thing with having a pet is it just takes you out of yourself because you've got to think about somebody else something else and um, it gets called she a lot because we've been uh, with female cats <laughs> for years so he does get called she and her quite a lot but I don't think he's that fast to be honest there are some very interesting conversations that go on uh, that I hear at the end of the uh, corridor every now and then uh, between human and cat so yes so that's Rufus so uh, he's all well uh, the National Treasure has booked a visit in uh, basically without telling me uh, to come and see him um, and uh, I think we can probably have visitors I think it'd be fine with strangers I mean the poor little thing's been taken from a cattery I, th I think he's getting used to having 100% attention because obviously he's had loads of cats around him all the time with everyone clamoring for attention um, so he probably is quite confused he's now in this sort of new environment with uh, a lot of attention so that's the cat week I'm still very proud of my tree actually I keep thinking about managing my tree and I'm very happy um, so I don't think I've done an awful lot else uh, I've had a week off work because I haven't had work uh, and um, I was a person with long hair and a sort of trench coat going past and a bag with lots of uh, badges on I was never like that when I was in my 20s to be said um so yeah so today was today so that was friday saturday oh saturday saturday we went to see kim's convenience the play at the park theater in village park which i really enjoyed now kim's convenience uh is a play that then got made into a comedy series on netflix and if you haven't seen it there's only five series it is extremely funny and very very sad um and it's about a set in Canada uh, about a convenience store run by uh, a Korean mother and father and their their Canadian Korean uh, children, one boy, one girl. Um, the father has Kim. It's basically it's Kim's convenient Kim's father. He has a difficult relationship, a very difficult relationship with his son. Um, and then in the TV series, it opens out to where his son works and there's a load of characters in his workplace and the people that come in and out of the shop. In the original play, it's based, it's mostly the father, um, one actor playing various other parts and his wife and daughter and son have smaller parts. It's a shame because the writer of the original play uh, I don't know, something went wrong with the production and it finished after five uh, series uh, sort of a bit abruptly, which I think is really sad. There were, I don't know. But anyway, the writer, Inns, I don't know how to pronounce his name, Inns Choi, he uh, was playing Kim in the stage production we saw. Uh, so that uh, he's probably a little bit young actually for Mr. Kim. But um it was only 80 minutes and it was just it was just beautiful it's a gem of a play um 
it does play a little bit like a pilot for a comedy series, but then I'm only saying that because I've seen the comedy series first. Uh, and I'd forgotten how sad it's, it's brilliant at the complexities of family life. Um, it's unsentimental. Um, and the Netflix series actually keeps that up. Uh, and I just, it actually, although I laughed a lot and it is really funny, um, it did make me really sad because it really makes you think about what parents do for children, whether that's moving countries or not, uh, is what parents do for children. Um, because it's such a complicated relationship. Um, well, not necessarily complicated, but, but it can be complicated and more complicated when a family's moved uh, to another country to start a fresh life. And actually, I forget, Mr. Kim, in Korea, was a history teacher and basically is running a convenience store in Canada. Um, and I think we need to remember things like that. You know, that I think, you know, you, the media feed you always crap about people coming over here from other countries all just, you know, wanting to steal our... Uh, social welfare money and not do anything and of course there's loads of people have been teachers and surgeons and you know goodness knows what in other countries and then end up being taxi drivers and what have you over here it's a big thing um and something i tend to forget it's lovely i don't think it's on much longer it's in finsbury park um but it's well worth seeing if you can't see the play it's well worth seeing uh watching the kim's convenience on netflix because uh, although it's very fad, sad it is laugh out loud funny i mean crying with laughter funny for me uh, a lot of the time uh, and i miss it i really miss it i wish they'd done the six series and just finished it um that's a bit of a sadness um and then so that was saturday sunday we it was sunday uh we went for a walk to east finchley that was exciting had coffee and cake in a cafe and then dropped in on a friend on the way back that was quite exciting uh, and then I went to some training on Tuesday because, oh yeah, well, I'm doing two weeks of front of house uh, starting tonight. And then I move at the theatre I'm normally at, and then I'm moving over to another theatre in two weeks' time. So it's all go, it's very busy. Um, so I'm quite glad I've got Rufus because he's, I get, I don't really like, I don't like, I like having a week off work, but I don't like having a week off work because it's, I'm in transition, which I never cope with particularly well. So uh, having Rufus has given me something else to think about. And um, that's all that. My readings go out to a halt about, I was trying to read this week, but when I haven't got any structure, I'm not very good at reading. Um, uh, television. Oh, one thing I have to say was I listened. I don't like the Moral Maze on Radio 4. In fact, it usually gets me quite angry and I turn it off. Um, I was listening to it last night. And it was about the prison system uh, and it was interesting. And uh, then I listened. When I run, I always listen to How Do You Cope with John and Ellis uh, or Ellis and John, which is a Radio 5 program with Ellis, John Robinson, Ellis can't remember his name, the best friends, the comedians. And um, they talk to people who have had particularly, or are, I've mentioned this before, going through very difficult times. And the woman they talked to on the episode I listened to as I was running this morning is called Lady Unchained, who was basically, she's a black woman who's put in prison for something a white man or woman wouldn't have been put in prison for. Um, she started writing poetry and she's carried that on since she came out and she now teaches creative writing in prisons 
and it was so interesting listening to it, having listened to the Moral Maze uh, the night before. Um, really, really interesting. But uh, yeah, so that was that was just coincidentally. It was a really good uh, complimentary listen of two uh, radio programs. I can thoroughly, thoroughly recommend uh, How Do You Cope, um, especially as John Ellis James, John Robertson Ellis James, uh, has realised. I think it was sometime last year that he's an alcoholic. He's so interesting uh he asks the most pertinent questions of all his guests he's got such empathy and understanding and um but he's always talked about his drinking and his anxiety and then eventually they gave over an episode to talk about the fact he'd acknowledged he was an alcoholic and he continually talks about it each week which is really interesting because it's the ongoingness of um someone who's an alcoholic uh which is very enlightening um it's a great series it's a really it's a really really good series i mean some of the conversations are really truly enlightening um i have to say and usually no one's got a booked plug or a filmed plug uh which always uh, is a good thing um that's that's that what else have i been doing Oh, I don't know. Oh, I just spent a flaming day on my HMRC. I couldn't work out how they've paid, taken my tax, the tax AO out of my tax credit, which because I've got a load of tax credit. And I worked through, it was an absolute nightmare. I mean, I'm not great at maths, but I stoically work through it. And I'm not exaggerating when I say stoically, calmly work through it. And it's absolute madness the way they do it. They, they've taken money out like two years ago uh, that that has been included in my bill for this year. I mean, it's just madness. Not even put it in as a credit. It's just, oh. it wouldn't be so bad if it was laid out clearly on the website, but you have to click links and flip backwards and forwards between pages. And then you get logged out if you don't, but uh, if you spend too long without any activity on it, it is just how people manage. And well, you just have, you have experts, don't you? But I'm not, flipping while paying for anyone to do my money it's not that much to do it's just the madness of hmrc um connected with money but not really connected uh egg the dog uh um his owner's raised over six thousand pounds for him now i'd forgotten egg's got a blue plaque because when they were working at the globe uh he when they left uh the globe put up a blue plaque uh, where egg used to sit um which is rather lovely uh, he is a very special dog. So that's lovely news. Um, he's had an operation on one of his legs and he's recovering well. And then he's got to have another operation on the other leg in, I think, April. So all's good on the egg front. And um, if I've got anything else to say, I'm watching series three of Slow Horses. I've suddenly got caught up in Bones. Somebody watches Bones. Uh, it's a Disney series. It's not a Disney series, it's on Disney, based on the Kathy Riggs books, who is a forensic, uh, forensic something. Oh, anyway, it's all about examining bones. It's mad as a hatter program, because basically you just, they find bodies in the most obscure, weird, I mean, it's a black, a black comedy, the fact they find the body at the beginning of each episode, but it's suddenly gone into a through story. Uh, and although I drop in and out of it, because I'm not obsessed with it and I'm not obsessed with Reacher 
Um, I've certainly got completely gripped by it because of the through story going on. It's, it is very good, actually. It's very, very good. Um, I'm enjoying that, but uh, don't start watching Bones. There's about 24 series of it. And then, uh, what's it? Oh, the amazing, the marvellous Mrs. Maisel, which is just marvellous. Um, I think I've waffled on for too long. Uh, I've got to think about going to, uh, I've got beginning of my work tonight. So I've got to get into a different frame of mind. So, um, thank you for listening. <laughs>